Hallelujah. I'm so excited that today is, uh, is a powerful day to be with Jesus and the family of God. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in the house of God? Hallelujah. You know, uh, I don't know about you, but this morning or last night I was watching the news. You know, we have some heat waves coming. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. The newscaster said that this is the hottest it's ever been in history in this month in the California, Las Vegas, and Palm Springs area. It's a hundred and something degrees. Hallelujah. Amen. But you know what? That's what it's about. We believe with our spiritual father for a heat wave, and it's happening. And then this week here is going to be hot, like something like 90-something uh, a couple of days this week. So the heat wave's working. I truly believe, along with my spiritual father, that that coronavirus is dead. It's gone. It's gone. Hallelujah. Amen. But God turns it around. God turns Now, God did not send this coronavirus. So get that out of the mind. People say, well, you know, God had a plan. No, no, wait, 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 wait. The devil had a plan, but God turned it around for his glory. Amen? God is good. Well, God, people say, well, God is in control. Why does he allow that? Uh, 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 go back. You're in control of this earth, brother. You're in control of this world. Hallelujah. Amen. What you sow, you reap. Hallelujah. God's given the least to us. We have the authority. He's handed it to us. So the body of Christ is rising up. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so excited. How many people enjoyed Pastor Christine's messages, the last two messages, one and two? Powerful, powerful. You, come on, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Amen. You've got to hear that. Uh, boy, 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 boy. You know, can I just say something? I, I want to say this. Thank God that he has given us revelation of the word. Sometimes we feel we're small, we're just a church on the back end of the desert, and you know, God just kind of gives us the little scraps. <laughs> God is speaking to you guys, you know that. He's speaking to all of us. We are a mighty church that's listening to God. I told Dr. Milo the other day, I said, you know, we, we've sown some seeds. We, we paid the, the price, not that we've arrived, but we've sown some seed. How many pastors would have given up? How many pastors would have just closed the door down and said, ah, we'll just close the door down. It's not working. No, 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 no. We're standing on God's word. We're standing on his principle. And, you know, it's, it's exciting to know that we're still able to meet. We fall under the CDS requirements. We're able to come together. So, really, there's no excuse, really. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you know, remember, God's testing us through this time. Amen. Through this pause moment. But, but what I want to say, and I understand people that, you know, because of their age and whatever. I understand children and all that. You know, I'm not getting after you. I'm just saying, uh, you know, God is always working things out for us. Amen. Amen. And so uh, the message she gave was powerful. Uh, counting the times of 40, 40 days Jesus Christ was seen on earth. But if you'll add 10 more days to that, what does that make? Altogether 50. Amen. And the ascension, when Jesus was on earth for 40 days, uh, he ascended to heaven. And then 10 days after his ascension, of course, we know it's 50, it's Passover. And so we have calculated Passover is going to be the last Sunday of May, Passover. Now, Pastor Christine said something in her sermon that it's amazing how the, the, the country of Germany celebrates three major events. One is um, Christmas, uh, Easter, well, Resurrection Sunday. I want to say Resurrection Sunday. And then, and then yes, Lord, and Pentecost. Oh, hold on just a minute. Holy Spirit, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. Amen. He said, don't use the word Easter. Use the word resurrection. 
Easter pulls you away from what it really means, resurrection. Amen? So would you do that from now on, say resurrection? It's not Easter, it's Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen? So three things. It's Christmas, it's His birth, it's resurrection, hallelujah, which, which we celebrate resurrection. And then, of course, we, just resur- we celebrate the, the birthing of the church which fell on the day of Pentecost, which is P- Pentecost. Amen? But let's talk about Pentecost. Pentecost is not New Testament. You know that. People say, well, Pentecost, New Testament, that's, that's the arrival of the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's New Testament, but Pentecost came from the time of e- when they left Egypt. Now, let's look at something quickly. Go with me. I want you to look at something. Go with me quickly, and let's get in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Go with me to Leviticus. Now, we don't have time. This is where you have to spend your quiet time studying the Word of God. I've studied the Word of God, and, and I know that there's so much in there, but remember, Before Jesus came, everybody was obligated to follow the law that God gave Moses. Thank God for Jesus. (laughs) Amen. But notice, notice this. Jesus did not come to do away with the law. He came to fulfill it in him. So it's a good thing for us to study the law. It's a good thing to find the heart of God. Why did God make a law for the people of Israel? I want to know. And why did he make it so easy for us through Jesus Christ? Well, let's, let's look at the heart of God. I love to look at the heart of God. Now, I pulled some scripture for our, uh, our uh, time of study, uh, and I know that Wednesday I'll continue, but Leviticus 23, God is giving Moses the law, and not only the law, he's given him things to celebrate. Now, many people do not celebrate birthdays. I just want to tell you something. Do you know that's a special day for you to celebrate your birthday? Don't get caught up in that thing. Well, it's not important. Well, then you're not important. Come on, people. You know, people somehow are just forgetting birthdays. Don't you forget the birthday of your mother. Don't you forget your birthday of your father. You remember your birthday of your mother, your father, your grandfather. Just remember. Remember the birthday of your children. Remember the birthday of your brothers and sisters. Remember them. I remember one time I literally forgot the birthday of my mother. She called me one day. (laughs) My mother's beautiful. She's watching too. I'm going to tell you my mother's watching. They have their services early, but they watch. She wants to watch her son. Hallelujah. Amen. And she's telling everybody, you may not understand English, but you got to watch him. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, I remember one day she called me. It was on her birthday. She called me because I didn't call her. I'm usually the first one to call her. Uh, we fight who's going to be the first one to call her. Amen. And I'm always the first one because I get up early. And, and she called me one day. She said, hi, son. Hito. She called me Hito. What are you doing? I can tell my mom. Whenever she talks a certain way, I know she has a question. She's going to ask something. So we're talking. So I'm doing fine. My heart, you know, I'm doing fine too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mom. I, well, I got to go. I love you. Bless you. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. And, and I found out it was her birthday. She didn't tell me it was her birthday. I called her back and said, Mama, please forgive me. It's your birthday. I will never, ever forget your birthday again. I will remember your birthday. I'll remember your birthday. Amen. And so whenever her birthday comes around, I'm, I'm the first one to call her. And I have to ask my niece, uh, is, when's mom's birthday again? Tell me again. <laughs> tell me, is mom's birthday tomorrow? She said, it's tomorrow. You better call her. I said, I will. Hallelujah. Amen. So I have my niece, my faithful niece that's always helping Monica if she's watching. I love her. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, that's what it says in verse 23. Now, don't forget special things, anniversaries. Don't forget wedding anniversaries. Come on, don't get caught up in this world with this. Well, it's not important. Yeah, it is. People do not honor one another any longer on special days. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I love it. This morning I came in and somebody, well, the family Ray, they honored me with a beautiful card there. I like gifts and surprises. Amen. And I usually don't open anything up until I get home. But today I felt like opening. And I thought it was a, 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 I don't know, a wedding anniversary or something. I don't know, a wedding, a wedding invitation or something. I don't know. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I was blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Notice what it says in Leviticus. Leviticus 23, 15. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you okay, guys? Let's just, let's just walk through. the. Let's allow the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to force anything right now. I'm just going to allow the Holy Spirit just to fo- run through this. Just guide me. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says in, in, in Leviticus 23, 15, the Bible says, Thou shalt keep the feast of the unleavened bread. Thou shalt eat the unleavened bread seven days as I commanded thee in the time appointed of the month of Abib. Uh, for in it thou came this out of Egypt, and none shall appear before me empty. So he's telling them, remember the day. You're going to celebrate something. And, and the feast of harvest, the first fruit of labors, which thou hast sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering, which is in the end of the year. Oh, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. He talks about the feast of the harvest, which is the first fruits of the labors, which thou hast sown in the field, and the feast of the ingathering, which is in the end of the year, when thou gathered in thy labors out of the field. Two, two festivals here, what you, what you sowed from the very beginning and what you, what you reap at the very end. So there's two types of harvest fields. There will be two types of harvest. Amen. Notice this. Three times in the year, all the males shall appear before the Lord God. Okay, amen. Thou shall not offer the blood of, of my sacrifice uh, with leavened bread, neither shall the fat of my sacrifice remain, remain unto the morning. Okay, we, we see that. The first of the first fruits of thy land thou shalt bring into the house of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not seeth a kid in his mother's, in his mother's milk. Okay, so we, we see something so powerful here. Amen. Now notice this. I just told you Leviticus. This is Exodus. This is Exodus. Excuse me. Please forgive me. This is Exodus. Right, quickly go to Exodus, Exodus 23. Hallelujah, amen. Y'all should have said something, y'all, y'all, y'all. amen. Amen, okay, so it's almost the same. So, so in Exodus, he's reminding them of the festivals that are coming. And especially uh, these two types of harvest. One in the beginning of the year, one in the end. One in the beginning of the year. So in the middle, you can't do anything of the harvest. One in the, one in the beginning, you got to go ahead and plant. And you got to pull, and then you got to give it some time, and then one in the, in the fall, plant, and then again, harvest it. So, so what in the meanwhile, what do you do in the meanwhile? What do you do in the meanwhile? You can't plant anything else. If you do, you just broke the law of God. So, so we see it's very important that God was very particular in what he was telling Moses to tell the people. Now, quickly go with me to Exodus now. All right? Now, we're just allowing the Holy Ghost to lead us here. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, in Exodus, or Leviticus 23. Hallelujah. You may not realize that the Holy Spirit just spoke of something powerful right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Leviticus, um, Leviticus 23. Are you there? And I'm, I'm focusing on some things, so stay with me. And you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you were brought, that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths, shall be complete. Now, you may not understand this right now, but after those two harvests that we talked about earlier in Leviticus, now he's telling them this is what you're going to do after. 
Even unto the morrow, after the seventh Sabbath, shall you number 50 days. It's very important for the Jewish people to do this. And you shall offer a new meat offering in, unto the Lord. 50 days, and you're going to bring a new meat offering. Not a harvest offering, a meat offering. He's saying, now notice this, you have the opportunity to bring the harvest of wheat and barley. We talked about in Leviticus. But now after you do that, after those days, 50 days, you're to come and bring me meat. So in other words, graduate, he's telling them. Move on up. Amen? So that means, now listen folks, so that means during the two Times of harvest in between, what are you doing? You're fattening the animals up. Because you know that you've got to count 50 days after that. So say with me, 50 days. And let's keep reading, hallelujah, amen, we're going somewhere. And the Bible says this. You shall bring out of your habitation two wave loaves, two tenth deals, they shall be in fine flour. They shall be broken with leaven, baking with leaven. They are the first fruits unto the Lord. And you shall offer with the bread seven lambs without blemish of the first year. And one young bullock of the two rams that you should be, you should be for a burnt offering unto the Lord, which their meat offering. And their drink offering, even an offering made by, altogether, by fire of sweet Savior unto the Lord. Now there's something about fire that when they put the meat on the altar, God loves the Savior of that. I don't know about you, but I like barbecuing and I like it when you're just smoking up some meat. Amen. There's something about the smell of meat. My neighbors behind me when they barbecue, I stand in my porch and say, mm, mm, Hallelujah. Amen. Or when Pastor Christine is frying bacon, well, yeah, we, we do eat bacon sometimes. And I just like it. I smell that fat. Now she said, take that fat off. Oh, I like that fat. Take that fat off. Mm, just burn it up a little, hallelujah, amen. Burn it up, hallelujah, amen. You know what I'm talking about? Pork chop with fat on it. Mm, are you getting hungry? <laughs> You're making me hungry too, hallelujah, amen. Come on, church, amen. I like it, hallelujah, amen. But there's something, well, we're the nature of God. He loves the same thing. One day I was out there just saying, God, you're so good. You like the smell of barbecue. Amen. And I said, I like the smell of barbecue too. Amen. Now notice this. Go back to verses 16. That word 50. That word 50 in the Hebrew means shavout. And that's what the, that's what the Jewish people celebrate today. Shavout. May 30, 30th. This year, the Jewish people are going to celebrate Shavuot, and they're going to repeat what's, what we read right here in Leviticus and Exodus. So Shavuot means Pentecost, which in the Old Testament we just read means the week of feasts. It's, a, it's amazing. They like to party. It's a feast of the first fruits. They're excited. Young men which are growing to be farmers, are excited for this day because they come into the city with all their harvest, but also to meet the young ladies. 
Come on, church. They're excited. Hallelujah. Amen. They're excited. Say with me, they're excited. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, the reason why I'm saying because in between those two harvests, as the Holy Ghost has been telling us, there's a pause moment. They're, they've already gathered the harvest from the spring, and they've already, they're waiting for the fall to come in, so they're fattening the cows up, they're fattening the lambs up, they're fattening the he-goats. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? They're fat. These single men are working hard, so now they can't wait for the festival to come, to meet the beautiful girls that are coming. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and, and farmers are excited that they work so well, and they have this harvest in their, in their barns, and they can't wait to get to Jerusalem and bring them to the priest. And Oh, they can't wait to bring the choicest lambs, the fatted calves, the he goes to the priest. And so, oh, they just can't wait because... Because they get to meet other farmers from other countries. Listen, Shavuot brings millions of people to Jerusalem. That's what's going to happen this May. People, the American Jews are going up there. The European Jews are going up there. But no, let's hold on. We're going somewhere. Stay with me. I'm just giving you a little taste of where we're headed. Amen. But notice this. Jesus came on the scene. And we remember the Passover. Remember, we celebrate the Passover. Jesus now came in the scene, but from the day that he was resurrected until the day that the Holy Spirit came was 50 days. Now, let me go back a little. When Jesus went into the city before they crucified, remember they, they arrested him Thursday, Thursday's Passover, so he's in the city. There's thousands of people in the city, thousands. What were they doing in the city? They're celebrating Passover. They weren't celebrating Jesus. They've heard of Jesus, but they're celebrating Passover. So thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands are in Jerusalem. And guess what? They know 50 days is coming. And it's quite interesting. The exact day that the Holy Spirit fell upon those in the upper room was the day that we celebrate Pentecost, the day that the Jewish people celebrate Pentecost. Remember, fire, whole Jerusalem is smelling barbecue because the priests are busy, busy sacrificing animals, sacrificing animals. If I was a priest back in them days, I would have been so exhausted. I would have probably have a robe of nothing but blood on me. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice this. Uh, so, so what's happening here? There's a festival going on. Hallelujah. Say with me, Shavuot. Shavuot, 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 Shavuot. So in other words, it, traditionally Shavuot is, is a joyous time of giving, of presenting offerings, of new grain. It, it's the summer wheat that's coming into Israel. It, it's the, the spring wheat that's coming to Israel. There's a celebration. Uh, what's from one end of a harvest to another end of another harvest. So in between, something is happening. Now notice what the Holy Spirit is saying now. What's happening? There's a waiting period going on. What was happening when the people of Jesus, when Jesus ordered them to go up to, the, to the, the, the upper room, wait for the Holy Spirit? What were they doing? Waiting time. What are we doing right now till, till Pentecost, which is the end of this month, or May? Waiting. What, what is the church, what is a country doing right now through this, through this uh, lockdown time that I, that I call it? What are they doing? 
waiting. I can't wait till they open up, till our city opens us, so we can have people back in the church. I'm sure Pastor Abel can't wait either. We can't wait. I can't wait. We can't wait. So there's a waiting time. Now get a hold of this spiritually. That means something is so important, as Pastor Christine, that this pause moment, this moment that we're in, that she preached about the last two series, the waiting process. So in other words, what we're doing as a church, according to Bible, we're looking for the day of Pentecost historically through the Bible, which we already experienced the gifting of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for that. But there's a waiting time spiritually happening to the body of Christ. God is doing something right now to the church, to the world, in this waiting pause moment. Now notice, he's not, he's not allowing us to reflect that we need Jesus, because we already have Jesus. Unless you don't have Jesus, you should be reflecting you need Jesus. The unbelievers right now are reflecting they need, uh, they need God in their life. Right now, the unbelievers are, are saying, boy, we really need God right now. We need God. We can lose everything we have. We can go to bankruptcy. We can be good to foreclosure. We can lose everything. Oh, God, what's going to happen once the stimulus package runs out? What's going to happen with, with our job? Uh, you know, a lot of people. Listen, this is the highest amount since World War II that we had unemployment. Come on, church. Uh, think about that. People right now. Think about people right now. I, I, when I go to, to, to McDonald's drive-thru, you ought to see the drive-thru. Has anybody been through a drive-thru in McDonald's? It's amazing how fast they're doing things. Before, Whataburger was so slow when you go to drive-thru. Now, Pastor Christine, I go to drive-thru, Whataburger. There is, they're keeping up with, with Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is so fast, so fast, so fast. It's amazing, but I'm thinking about all these restaurants that are closed down. All these business owners. You know, I think about my hair cutter. He's closed down. Unless he's doing it black market under the street. I don't know. Under, I don't know. Hallelujah. Amen. He didn't get a hold of me. Amen. And, and so we're, we're starting to see. It's quite interesting. We're starting to see a lot of long-haired people pastors out there amen amen we started to see a lot of afro past Amer african-american pastors out there amen. amen hallelujah amen the ball was now got afros hallelujah amen and so we're seeing so many things happen but but going back to that what are you and i doing through this pause moment personally i believe i'm getting closer to god personally i feel the anointing stronger personally i'm meditating on the word more I can feel, I can feel the Holy Ghost. Literally, literally, the other day, Pastor Christine was little, uh, she had a little kidney, and her kidney was bothering her, and she, and she made me dinner, and she sat there, and she was going like this, and she, I said, what's the matter? I said, my kidney's been bothering me. I didn't want to tell you it's been bothering me for a couple of days. I said, uh-uh, uh-uh, that's too long today. Come here, honey, come here. Laid hands on her that very moment, boom, the healing power of God came on her, and she said, man, I'm healed. The moment you laid hands on me, she felt the anointing so strong that she wanted to fall in the living room. She wanted to fall. What's going on? The pause moment is increasing the anointing. The pause moment. I believe you got healed of the migraine headache on, on Wednesday when we prayed and demolished laid hands on you. Hallelujah. Amen. What's going on? The pause moment is bringing something in us and working through us. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. But listen to this. I want you to think about it. this 50 days where nothing was happening, it's considered a waiting period, an in-between moment, a pause moment. So the people of Israel, the Jewish people, they couldn't wait to get to Jerusalem 
But according to the law of Moses, they had to stay put. They couldn't work the fields because they couldn't. It was against the law. All they had to do is work with the animals. So I imagine a farmer was getting really, really kind of, kind of anxious to do something. God, would you at least let me plow the field? God, would you at least let me irrigate? No, no, no. Waiting time. So I believe God was getting them ready to, when they go into the city, Jerusalem. When they bring unto God the, the sacrifice, they mean it from their heart. Quite interesting, Jesus was at Pentecost. They crucified him during that time of celebration, which was Passover. And then realized that the moment that he gave up his spirit, the sacrifice was fulfilled in him. While the priests are cooking the barbecue over here, making sacrifices, on the other hand, Jesus now is laying his life down. Two smells in the air. The smell of the he goats and the smell of the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. You see what I'm saying? You see, so, so it's all connected. So after Jesus resurrected until the day of Pentecost, which is we're going to celebrate, the Holy Ghost came, the birth of the church, there was a moment that was taking place. Something's happening, church, to us right now. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to go with me to the book of Acts. Now, let's go all the way to the book. That's why it's so important, church. What are you doing during this pause moment? I want to encourage you. Stop the TV. Turn off the computers. And don't say you're bored. Don't clean up the house more than, it's, than, than the normal. Spend time with Jesus. Spend time in the backyard. Spend time in the front yard. Drive to the lake, you and your Bible. Drive somewhere to just spend time with Jesus during this pause moment. Amen. Pastor Christine says, when this is all over, don't go back to the way you were living before. Busy, 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 body, 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 body. Remember this. Remember this pause moment. I remember years ago, I was sitting front row as an associate pastor. A prophet came to the church. Dale Gentry, a prophet to our church. He's spoken to our lives. He said, son, I want to tell you, right now, you're, you need to take advantage of this, sitting under your pastor. Because the day will come that you'll say, I want my pastor. And do you know, I remember those days. I remember now I can say, boy, if my pastor was living today, I would be talking to him. I really need my pastor. I really need my pastor. Amen. But I remember those days where I sat. My pastor literally would give me every sermon. After he preached, he'd go straight to me and give me his sermon. Amen. I have sermons of my pastor. But he knew, God knew the day will come. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice this. Notice this. So what are we doing during this pause moment? Take advantage of it. Get closer to God. Say, God, I just want to, I, I want to fall in love with you, sir. I want to follow you with more. I want to love you, Jesus, more. I want to know you intimately. Yeah, I, I read you in the Bible. My pastor preaches about you. But Jesus, I want to feel your love. I want to feel your courage. I want you to know that I love you so much. What are you doing? You're building up during this pause moment. Hallelujah. Amen. Go with me to the book of Acts. Now notice this. And when the day of Pentecost, Acts 2.1. Are you there, everybody? Everybody online? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Remember, this, they were not celebrating the Holy Spirit. They were celebrating 50. The number 50. Which that means the Jews were in Jerusalem with all their livestock, all their barley, all their harvest. They were just having a great time. Young, old, all were in there. Thousands upon thousands. And when the day of Pentecost, 50 
was fully come. Now get a hold of that word, fully come. In other words, 50 was coming to a conclusion. Come on, church, hallelujah, amen. Suddenly, they were with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Say with me, a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Boy, I'll tell you what, what a, what a demonstration of God. Twice in my life, I saw the wind of God as I prayed. Uh, the first time I remember, I was about a lake. Talking about, I used to love going to the lake and pray. I remember I was praying, and I said, Father, I thank you. I release the anointing. And I was praying for, for some pastors and some people that I knew. And so right now, I release the anointing strong upon them. The moment that I did it, the tree in front of me, the only tree in front of me, and Pastor Christine, remember, the only tree in front of me just bent. A wind came. No other tree moved. And, that, and I said, yes, Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. And then we saw breakthrough. The second time was in my backyard when I prayed. My, my, my tree that, that faces the other yard literally just bent over. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice this. And suddenly there came a sound of heaven with a rushing mighty wind and filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared, look at that word, appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. Now let, let's, let's look at this. And it sat upon each of them. Now notice this. It wasn't fire. But it looked like fire. And notice it looked like fire. The author here, Luke, is saying something so profound. He says, all I can tell you was, it, it, it looked like fire. It looked like fire. It's quite interesting that fire represents the power of God. Fire represents the anointing. And fire is what's used on the, on the sacrifices Fire is needed to purify. Fire is needed to make that smell unto God. Well pleasing unto the Lord. Come on, church. Fire is needed. So when the Holy Ghost came, they said fire was present. Hallelujah. But not only fire, but the wind of God, the moving of God. Let me tell you something. Put wind in fire, it makes a combustion. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. Have you ever tried to start a, a campfire? You're blown. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Amen. It causes a combustion. So the Bible says, and it appeared unto them, and it sat upon each of them. Say with me, it sat upon each of them. Now, let me tell you something. I don't have time to, to, to show you, but if I was to go sit on my wife's lap and just sit on her, she would say, what you sitting on me for? I said, I just feel like sitting on you. Like the baby John right now sitting on you, on you mama. Just sitting on you. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, he, Luke said, I saw this, what seemed to be like fire, sit on people. I, I don't think you got it. Sit on people. Sit on people. Sit on people. Sit on the people of God. Sit on those that are born again of Jesus. Come on, church. You have some power on you. Hallelujah. And it's not only on you all the, when you stand, it's sit on you when you're sitting. It sits on you all the time. Hallelujah. Amen. How many people know what I'm talking about? It's on you all the time. Hallelujah. The power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and they were filled. That's why you need a filling of the Holy Ghost. You know, I grew up in a Pentecostal church and 
And whenever there was powerful preachers, we couldn't wait for those powerful preachers to come back because the Holy Ghost would come and we'd be all feeling the power of God. So when, when the preacher would go, pastor would come back up and we'll say, well, well, you know, we didn't really say it, but we would kind of feel like, well, there, there's pastor again. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know, I know what I'm trying to say. You know, I know what I'm saying. Uh, it's like a pastor could tell you the same word that when a visiting preacher comes and says the same thing you've been saying, they'll understand the preaching visitor. There's something about that. But notice this. The power was on them, and they began to speak with tongues. Tongues. Now, these tongues are tongues of angels. These tongues are tongues of the Holy Ghost. These are tongues that God hears, that God speaks. And this is the only language that God wants you to talk to him so the enemy cannot hear what you're saying. That's why you got to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. Hallelujah. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave. As the Spirit gave. As the Spirit gave them the utterance. So in other words, as the Holy Spirit sits on you, He's filling you like a gas tank. But now He is giving you something to say. Come on, church. He's giving you something to say that is utterance that's coming out of you. Have you ever prayed a prayer and all of a sudden you're saying, Woo, where did that come from? Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes I preach. There's times when I'm preaching up here. And I'm saying, where did that come from? I know where that came from. Hallelujah. Amen. This time Pastor Christine says, I was not going to say that out of my nose. I said, that was powerful. That was the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. See, this is the power that we see. Say so we, we see. So the, the Holy Spirit lives on us, lives in us, and works through us. Come on, church. Amen. The only language that God will want is you speaking in tongues. I want to tell you, church, you ought to be praying in tongues all the time. Not only when I tell, when we say, well, let's pray in tongues, church. Come on. Uh, you should be praying always in tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. I said the other day, when you don't feel like praying, that's when you go to get your breakthrough. That's when you're going to pray. Hallelujah. Amen. When you don't feel like praying in tongues, that's the time to pray in tongues because it's going to be powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. Don't pray in tongues simply because you're scared. Come on. No, you rebuke fear. Say, I rebuke fear. Come on, church. People pray in tongues when they get scared. You know, you don't know. No, that's a prayer of fear. Rebuke fear. So I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus. Father, oh, sharabati, thank you, Lord. Come on, church. Amen. See, he's giving you authority to pray. He's giving you authority to say something. But there's something about tongues. Tongues has been given to you by God through Jesus' ascension for power that you need here on earth. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to look at something. Go with me to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. So if the Holy Spirit is in us and works in us, which, which 50th is coming, the last Sunday of the month, we're going to celebrate past, uh, Pentecost, but, uh, but we're now filled with Pentecost. Come on. We're filled with what happened in Pentecost. Uh, come on. If you want to wait to get baptized in the Holy Spirit, Pentecost, that's up to you. Uh, on, on last Sunday of the month, that's up to you. But go ahead and get filled now with the Holy Ghost. So when Pentecost comes, you can talk about it. Hallelujah. Amen. You can talk about why you talk in tongues. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. So if he's in me, he's sitting on me, and he's allowing me to talk, there's something that he's holding me accountable to. There's something that he's holding me accountable to. Come on, church. 
You know, if God gives you something, he's holding you accountable. Just like this baby John. He gave you John, uh, the DeMilo family, Ray family. So he's holding you accountable. You know, this baby here, God has a plan for this baby. God has a future for this baby if he tarries. Hallelujah. Amen. So he's holding you accountable. Tell me, he's holding me accountable. So for me to receive Pentecost or the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and if he's sitting on me, if he's in me, and he's working through me, and he's allowed me to pray in tongues, there, there's a responsibility now on me, a responsibility. Look what it says in, in 2 Corinthians, the sixth chapter. Are you there, church? Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians, the sixth chapter. Now, I know that I'm going to pet a fur, a cat. Uh, fur backwards right now because for some they have to understand this but you have to understand that and for those that that will say yes sir that means you passed the test hallelujah amen first Corinthians the third chapter uh, verses 16 hallelujah amen the bible says this know ye not that you are the temple of god Remember, we talked about Holy Spirit sits on you, he's in you, he's on you, working through you. Therefore, you're the, you're the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in you. Say with me, the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. You've been possessed by a possessor, possessor that has possessed you with a powerful, powerful witness inside of you. Now, what is your... Excuse me, first, did I say 1 Corinthians? 1 uh, Corinthians, the third chapter. Thank you, Pastor Christine. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, verses 16. Hallelujah, amen. amen. Now notice, notice, notice this, notice this. You are, you are the possessor. You are the possessor of God. Hallelujah, amen. You've been possessed, hallelujah, amen. That's why no devil can possess a believer. Now, no, let's get something. Let's learn something here. Can a Christian be demon-possessed? No. Pastor, I know many that are possessed that are Christians. They ain't Christians. Christ-like. Because a Christian can't have two possessors. You can't have two possessors, either one or the other. Maybe, maybe there's a label. Maybe he has a label. She has a label that she's a Christian or he's a Christian. But they're not Christians. They're possessed. If you're casting out a devil that someone's been in church a long time. Something wrong there. Come on, church, hallelujah, amen. Uh, listen, listen, when, when, when Jesus comes in, he cancels the assignment, the lease arrangement from Satan. Satan's out. But when Jesus is out, Satan moves back in. Come on, hallelujah. And now notice this, seven times worse than he was with you the first time. Now, can a Christian be oppressed? Yes, because oppression works around you like a cloud. You, the devil always will try to oppress you. The purpose of oppression is to get that cloud in you so that you can start saying what you're feeling. But you say, no, devil, you're a liar. Uh, you know, I know, how it, I know how it feels to be angry, so I know when there's a cloud around me, I say, no, that spirit of anger, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Amen? I cast out anger before it ever comes in my heart. Same thing with perversion. There's a lot of Christians that, uh, they're, they're Christians, they have the Holy Ghost, but they're always, their mind is always battled by, by, by things, uh, you know, fleshly things. What, what, what's going on? It's not a demon. It's the spirit of a demon trying to get back on you. Hallelujah. Amen. You can cast out that spirit and say, you foul spirit, you've been delivered from me. I rebuke you. Go in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Amen. 
Know ye not that you're the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. So in other words, if the Spirit of God is, if the Holy Spirit is sitting on you, He's in you, and it's a language of God, that means God is possessing you. He's living in you. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why there's times that you want to do something for God, but yet your carnal body takes over. Or sometimes you hear somebody at the store say, oh, I just feel sick. You feel like going over there to lay hands, but then you feel like, well, I'm embarrassed. They, they might think I'm crazy. God, maybe God said that. Maybe you're feeling what God said. Come on, church. Well, God told me to go kick them. That's not God. Come on, church. Amen. Well, God told me to give them $1,000. Oh, 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 you better really ask God. Check the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, God said lay hands on them. Well, you don't have to check that. You just believe God. Just obey him. Hallelujah. Amen. That's, see, we have to obey God in us. Hallelujah. Amen. Go with me to 2 Corinthians now. You're not far from there. 2 Corinthians. Are you, go to the 6th chapter. So we're the temple of God. So I'm the temple of God. Now, this is where I really need to tell you. So I need to really share something with you so deep. And you're going to understand what I'm saying. 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, verse 16, 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idiots? Oh, oh excuse me, idols. <laughs> Amen. And what agreement had the temple of God with idols? They're idiots. Question mark. For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Verse 17. Now here's where I'm going to get deep down on your toes or those that need to hear this. Wherefore come out from among them. Be separate saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Wait a minute. I thought the Holy Spirit's in me. Yeah. But what's happening is you're hindered because where you are. You're hindered with who you hang out with. Church, you know, I learned something in ministry. If I want the anointing of God to increase on me, I've got to watch who I hang out with. I, I want to hang out with people that talk faith. I want to hang out with people that love to pray in the Holy Ghost. I want to hang out with people that talk about Jesus. I, 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 I get quickened. My spirit gets quenched when I hear people curse, when I hear people talk negative, when I hear people talk this junk. My spirit just quenches. I just, I just feel like I've been gooped on. I feel like, oh, gosh, I, they, just, they just vomited on me. Oh, 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 oh. Why? What are you feeling? Because you're not part of that family any longer. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, you have God in you. God speaks through you. You say nothing but what God says. They are possessed by devils. They say what Satan says. They talk fear. They talk doubt. And if you, like, as my spiritual father said last night, if you hang around with people that are cursing and cursing and cursing, you better get ready because now you're going to start cursing. Oh, pastor, that'll never happen. No, but now that meditation that you've been hearing will come up down the road. And you say, where did that word come from? Amen. See, see, when, when, the, Jesus said, when the Lord said this, it, it's not a hard thing to do. It's an important thing to do. Because, see, if I want to lay hands on the sick and they recover, like the other day when I laid hands on Christine, she felt the anointing. She wanted to fall out of the park. I like that. I want more of that. 
I want the anointing of God more like that. Hallelujah. I want when, when I walk in public, I want the anointing of God. To, I want people to sense something. Sense something that when that man walked by. Hallelujah. Oh, I, I want them to say, whoa. I, I feel, oh, 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 oh. I don't know why, but I don't know why, but I feel a little dizzy. I know why, because I'm standing right here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Now, that's not being brash. That's not being powerful. That's being God-like. Hallelujah. Amen. Years ago. Uh, a gentleman uh, by one of the preachers, the old preachers, uh, Smith Wiggersworth, every time he'd get on a, on a train and go down the road to the next city, uh, there was reports that people were passing out along the side of the train. Uh, they were passing out, and he got the report, and he was saying, it's amazing. And he finally realized, well, I'm on this train. That's why. People started realizing, well, he's on that train. Stand by the train. Track because you're going to fall. I want you to get a picture of that. You in a car driving down the road and people just feeling the anointing and pulling over and saying, well, I just feel like uh, I didn't drink last night. I better pull over. I, uh, something's happening here. Come on, church. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. When you're going to the Walmart, pushing that cart, going after jelly beans, <laughs> going after the fig newtons, going after, I don't know, pork and beans, whatever it may be. I want people that are reaching for the pork and beans and say, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and you be, the, you be the usher of the person, Holly. You catch them in the mall and say, whoa, come on, brother. You felt the anointing of God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's coming. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe the pause moment is for that purpose. For the body of Christ I'm talking about. I believe the, 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 the time, the waiting process. Because Jesus did it all. Hallelujah. Amen. What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? You know, I told Pastor Christine the other day, you know, I used to enjoy football and used to enjoy watching a good basketball game. I couldn't get into baseball. I just couldn't get into baseball. It was just too long for me. And I like race, car racing. Oh, I like that. I now started watching golfing. Isn't that something? Must tell you something about me. But anyway, what got me upset was when the NBA won the championship and they were kissing the trophy. And they were all kneeling down to the trophy. Oh, Jesus. The heart of God just quickened me. And I said, that's it. When I saw the Super Bowl and I saw all them just, and I know there's a lot of Christian Super Bowl players, but you just watch them. They're not the ones worshiping that thing. They, they say, Father, I give you praise. But the rest, <laughs> kissing and licking and, oh, I stopped. I said, no, it's not worth it. I'm not going to be part of this. I'm not going to be part of this. I don't care. I don't care who wins what. I don't care now. Because when I saw that, that's an idol, which I call idiot. Amen. He said, what agreements had the temple of God with the NFL, the NBA, car racing in the Apis 500? For you are the temple of the living God. As I said, I dwell in you. So if he dwells in me and I feel the quickening, that means he's allowing me to feel how he feels. You know, Jesus was was touched by our, our weaknesses. He felt our weaknesses. You know, that's why he's an intercessor. Do you know that? When, when, when you're praying and you feel, let's say maybe you had a hard day, maybe you got attacked and somebody hurt you, maybe somebody just plowed on you or, you know what I'm talking about? You know, we go as pastors, 
Do you know something? Pastors get hurt all the time. But we don't carry that hurt on our shoulders. We just give it to God. And, and I've learned that people don't, they, they, they don't realize what they did. You know, Jesus, Pastor said, Pastor Christine read earlier, touch not my anointed ones, bring no harm to my prophet. You know, that speaks volumes because I know, I say, Father, oh, they, 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 they didn't know what they did, Lord Jesus. Lord, it's not on them. But I realized something. He feels what we feel. That's why he feels what you feel. When you've been persecuted for the gospel, say Jesus said, if they persecute you, they're going to if they persecute me, they're going to persecute you more. Come on, church, amen. So what does that mean? Does it mean that you're going to get excited about being persecuted? No, nobody likes going through persecution. But the thing about persecution is, he's feeling what you feel. That's why you got to be careful what you say when you feel something, because then you'll you you'll quicken him. You you you'll hurt him by you being righteous and saying something. Amen. So in other words, when Jesus was on the cross, he knew, he knew the importance that he had to be on there. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He knew the importance of it. When, when Philip was stoned, he looked up to heaven. He saw Jesus sitting, standing next to God. And he said, Father, hold this account not to them. Forgive them. What was he doing? He knew Jesus had a tear in his eyes that they were stoning Philip. Amen, hallelujah. So when somebody hurts you, just smile and say, Father, that's okay, Lord, I'm strong. I'm strong in you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. And Lord, they don't know what they meant. Lord, they did it out of ignorance, Lord. Just please forgive them, Lord. I pray revelation for them. I love them, Lord. That doesn't hurt me. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's in you bringing out that out of you. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. Come on, church. Amen. Go back. Let's go back to Acts now. Hallelujah. So, so, so remember something. In you is God. You're the housing of God. You're the temple of God. Hallelujah. You don't have to go anywhere to go get God. Yes, we gather to worship God as a family because we need to. But yet in you is God. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts, the second chapter, go back to it. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to pick up where they were filled. Verses 4. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That was the evidence that they were baptized. Evidence that the Holy Ghost is on them by speaking in tongues. Listen, listen, listen. You need to speak in tongues so that you, not us, you will know that God's in you. It's an evidence. Pastor, well, I only pray in tongues every once in a while. Well, that means it's evident that God's only in you sometimes. No, it's not possible. God can't be in you sometimes. He's in you. You just need to activate more praying in tongues. Be filled, as Ephesians says. Fill yourselves up. You know what that means, filling? That means the more that you pray, the more that you're filling, and you're overflowing. Come on, church. Now, overflowing is good. Write this down if you're, if you're taking those. Overflowing is good. That's where the power is to overflow. If you're not filled, you're just going to have to fill yourself. But I, don't, I want to tell you, just keep 
filling yourselves up. Pray in the Holy Ghost every morning. Make it a habit to pray every morning or pray at lunchtime or pray driving. Make it a habit to pray all the time. You know, uh, listen, I remember one time I was praying so much in the Holy Ghost when I went to, uh, when I went to, to go buy a car part one time. I went to the, cor- the <laughs> I went to the counter and I said, oh, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, hey, what is wrong with you? I said, <laughs> no, hold on. Oh, hold on, hold on. I need, I need a starter for, a, oh God. Oh, uh, amen. Uh, okay. What was I was overfeeling myself that it just came out of me, and that person looked at me like, "You must something wrong with you." Amen. Amen. Overfill. That's evidence that you're baptized of the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you say, oh, "I just don't feel like praying in tongues," mm, you just touched the heart of God right there. This is giving you a language to pray. And the language to pray is very important. I remember Pastor Christine and Nancy said this in a testimony where they were in a plane. A pastor's family or a pastor's daughter was in a plane with, with their staff. And, and everybody was Christians on that plane. And the pilot told everybody to pray. We're going down. They all started praying in the Holy Ghost. And they all died except one. And the one that didn't die said, you know what? I remember they were praying the Holy Ghost. And I was praying to God. I was praying to God against the spirit of death. Now, that spoke volumes. Because Holy Ghost praying in tongues is not praying so that you could take authority over something. It's praying so that you can communicate to God how to pray. So if you're praying all the time, then your praying in a known language will automatically be ascending high. Come on, church. Would we come to pray? Now, now you've heard it from me and Pastor Christine, and, and you probably hear it from Pastor Abel. Uh, we've got a direction to pray. What does that mean, direction to pray? Holy Ghost gave it the direction. Well, there are some times we'll say, well, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's just wait for the Holy Ghost. He has a perfect prayer. Uh, I say many times, well, you know, I have a lot to pray here, but I don't want to pray here. I want to pray what the Holy Ghost has, so let's just invite the Holy Spirit. And by the time we know it, we get right to business. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, if I would have prayed head knowledge, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere. But I want to pray God's will. How did it happen through praying in the Holy Ghost? See, that's why we need to pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So praying in tongues is an evidence that you have been, you've had the fire of the Holy Spirit on you. Praying in tongues. And if, you're pray, if you pray in tongues every once in a while, I'm going to encourage you, pray in tongues. Because your fire is going down. Amen. Your fire's going down. It's going down to coals. And what happens to coals? They finally died out. There's a lot of Christians that will pray in tongues. I remember when I first came to Oklahoma City, and I don't say it to, to, to talk down about a church, but I remember saying, uh, I miss tongues. I miss the interpretation of tongues. I miss the power. I miss the pastor telling us praying in spirit. So finally, I, I, I was led by the Lord, and I didn't mean anything. I asked the pastor when he was shaking my hands. I said, Pastor, I'd like to ask you something. Uh, do y'all pray in tongues here? So, oh, 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 we do, but we reserve it for the, the, uh, what do you, the afterglow room. The afterglow room. And I said, oh, afterglow. I, I didn't understand that. Afterglow, afterglow. The Bible doesn't talk about an afterglow room. Afterglow. Glow, it, glue, it, it glows, but after. That don't make sense. I want glowing all the time. I left the church. Pastor called, and I said, Pastor, I, I appreciate what you're doing, and, 
but I, I missed speaking in tongues. I missed, well, you could come at, to these afterglow rooms and pray there. I, no, I, I like it when, when you interpret tongues too. He said, well, you, well, well, you, well, we just, what do you say? He said, well, we just have to wait for the right time for that. And they still waited. People weren't prepared. I've had other pastors tell me, Pastor, we'll lose people we pray in tongues. That's not, that's not common. I've heard pastors say, Pastor, we don't know how to pray in tongues. We, 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 I don't think we should. Why not? That's important. Jesus said, you will receive. Hallelujah. Amen. If he said you receive, I'm going to take. Amen. Come on, church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Go with me to Acts 19 now. Now, I know we're taking our time, but we're going to be all right. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts, Acts, Acts 19, 6. Are you with me? Notice what it says in Acts 19, 6. The Bible says, And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, people were curious. The Holy Ghost came. There it is again. On them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Okay, now notice this. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, see, Paul's already overflowing here. He has the power of God in him. So it's on him to give and he laid hands on them, and it came on them, and they spake in tongues. But not only did they speak in tongues, but they activated prophesying. What happened to prophesying now when I talk in tongues? Well, Pastor, I don't know how. Well, well, well let's, let's, let's activate it. Prophesy. Prophesy. I'm not talking about being a sloppy prophesier. I'm, talking about prophes I'm not talking about being a prophet. I'm talking about speaking the words God says through the Holy Ghost. Come on. What's holding you back from, from the blessing of God? Hallelujah. Amen. Pray in the Holy Ghost. And then once you pray, reiterate what you prayed in tongues over this situation. Start prophesying over it. Hallelujah. Come on. Start prophesying. Start breaking down the strongholds. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says they prophesy. Go with me to Acts, the eighth chapter. Hallelujah. Amen. The book of Acts is full of the Acts of the disciples. The eighth chapter, verses 17. The Bible says this. Then laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. They received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through the laying of the apostle hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. So in other words, he saw, we're not going to talk about offering money. He wanted to buy the Holy Spirit, but you can't buy the Holy Spirit. But let's just talk about something. When he saw, when he saw, when he saw the laying of the hands, the Holy Ghost was given. When he saw, I believe people need to see the power that's on us. I believe people need to see when we lay hands. When you're laying the hands, I think they need to see the difference. When since you laid hands on me, something happening. Since you laid hands on me, I felt this way. Since you laid hands on me, I've been healed. I'm talking about unbelievers. Since you talked to me about Jesus, something happened to me. Since, what are we doing, church? We have this power in us. Hallelujah. Amen. Go with me to um, Luke now. Luke, the 11th chapter. Hallelujah. The Bible says this in verses 9. Jesus said it's written red, so he wrote this. He, he re, he's saying this, so they, Luke, the doctor, Luke reiterated what he said in 11.9 says, And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given to you. 11.9. And it shall be asked, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Some people get that all mixed up with 
other kinds of prayers. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. So he's talking about something. If a son asks bread of any of you that is a father, will he, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he, for, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Remember, he's going somewhere. Or if he shall ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, meaning living in this world, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your, I want you to see this as I saw it, your Father which is in heaven, Jesus sitting at his right hand, give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him, question mark. So he's saying, he says, listen, you're saved. You want it. You should have it. You should, you should use it. You should, you should get it. It, it, it. All it costs you is to walk the life of a believer. Stay away from contamination. And if you want to just ask. Just like you, you ask your daddy or mama for food or something. Or you're asking your wife for something or, you, you know, whatever. Just ask him. Now, people get all that mixed up. He says, well, the Bible says knock and I shall receive. I'm believing God for a car. He's not talking about that right here. Well, well, I'm knocking for God to give me. No, no, no. That's not what he's talking about. He's asking, you want it? Desire it. Seek it. Come to me. Talk to me. Let's all stand up, church. Amen. We'll finish it Wednesday. But, but listen to this. That means this, this is for an, a, a Christian that doesn't have the evidence of speaking tongues. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, those that are watching and those that are here. And we're going we're gonna to pray a little bit. But, but I want to ask you a question. Do you have the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues? Yes or no? Very clear. No? Then you need it. Now, let me ask you the next question for those that didn't answer and they said yes. Do you that have the Holy Ghost pray in tongues every day? Now, I have to say this. Do you pray in every day? Well, no, Pastor, I don't. Then I believe you need to pray every day. Because see, in this process time of the 50th, Pastor Christine talked about the 40-day waiting period, which is very important. 40 days when Jesus walked the earth, and then he ascended, and 10 days after that came the Holy Spirit. So that means altogether it's 50. Quite interesting, we're going to celebrate 50th, which means Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit fell on the believers in Acts 1, and the church was powered up. But yet the Jewish people are celebrating. I'm saying about Jewish people this month are going to be celebrating, getting ready for Passover. I mean, uh, 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 Pentecost, which is 50th to them. They look at it as the Feast of Shavuot. They won't say Pentecost because they know to us Pentecost means speaking of the Holy Ghost. It's Shavuot where they're getting ready to bring their bark. It's a festival. They're reenacting. And really, they're reenacting, but yet priests are going to do something. Amen. It's all reenactment now, but, but it symbolizes what Moses got from God to give them. But now, on the other hand, we're not symbolizing what we're doing. We're living it. That's why it ministered to me when you said the German people celebrate Christmas, resurrection, and Pentecost. We don't celebrate Pentecost. The time the Holy Spirit came to earth. Jesus left, and the Holy Spirit came. Holy Spirit still here on earth. 
That's why when Benny Hinn wrote that book, Good Morning Holy Spirit, he wanted to be made known that it's a person of the Trinity that is living with us still. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I say it every morning. I wake up. Good morning, Father. I love you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Good morning. See, the Holy Spirit's here. So, so going back to the question, pray in the Holy Ghost. Go pray more in the Holy Ghost. Everybody here, I want you to raise your hands. Everyone here, everyone across all the broadcasts. If you're going to watch this later, just do what I'm doing right now. I want you now to go ahead and, and let's, just, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, everybody pray in the Holy Ghost. Those that are watching, come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Get, get them tongues rolling. Get them tongues rolling. Advance in tongue talking. Advance in tongue talking. Put that language out there. Oh, ha, ha, shata, ha, 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 Oh, that's he, that is he that is in you. That is he that's on you. That is he that's working through you. It's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for sending the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you for switching sides. Thank you, Jesus. You're seated at the right hand of the Father, but the Holy Ghost is here. Holy Ghost is in this house. Holy Ghost is in that house. House. Holy Ghost is with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, church. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You that never prayed, go ahead and start saying la 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 la. Go ahead. Start just moving your tongue. La 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 la. I'm just trying to encourage you to put faith in it. Hallelujah. Ribo, ask the Lord. Lord, give me the Holy Spirit by praying in tongues. Give me the Holy Spirit. I want to pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dismiss all that you've learned before about the Holy Ghost uh, that, that's been negative. Dismiss it. If you've heard people say it's wrong, dismiss it. You'll learn, you'll learn, you'll learn it's of God. Oh, dismiss it. If you've been in church and preacher said it's of the devil, just dismiss it. It's a lie of the devil. Oh, oh Jesus said you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you shall be witnesses. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. What do we just do experience? We, we just allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us. Now, I know much was done in the spirit realm right now, these few seconds that we pray. I can feel the Holy Ghost just bubbling in me. I can feel the Lord just bubbling strong in me. Oh, Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Now, notice this. This, was, this is what we need to do. Now, get your Bible where you're at. Get your Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I want you to look at something quickly, quickly. Go with me to first, or go back to Acts, the ninth chapter. Hallelujah. Amen. There's so much here, and I'll finish it. I'll continue it. We're going to celebrate the whole month of May, getting ready for that day of Pentecost. Celebration. By that time, the church will be open. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? Acts, the ninth chapter. Hallelujah. And I want you to see something. Thank you, Father. We read that, Father. Notice what it says here. Verses 17. And they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. And they laid their hands on them. Now look at your hands right now. 
I don't have time right now, but, but the, the laying it of hands is so important. These hands, I would release the anointing of God into people's lives. See, you have it in you, you have it on you, and you speak it. But now these hands, now look at your hands now. Aren't they beautiful hands? Why are they beautiful? Because he says, and you shall lay hands. That means it's Jesus' power working through. It's almost like Jesus' hands are your hands. You heard that saying, Jesus is, he needs his feet on earth. That's you, that's true. He needs his hands on earth, that's you. So that means these hands are powerful. I want you to start doing something this week. I want you to start laying hands on people. I want, well, wait, 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 wait. I just heard the Lord say, no, 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 no. By faith. Lay hands on people by faith. Right away, Holy Spirit reminded me where we are. By faith. Lay hands on people by faith. Just lay hands on them. Father, I lay hands on so-and-so right now. I lay hands on so-and-so by faith. I'm talking about spiritually. Start activating it. Isn't it quite interesting? We're living in a social distancing time right now. With the devil meant for harm, God turned it around. We can't touch people now, but yet we could do it in the spirit. We can't hug people now, which I miss hugging y'all. We do each other a hug, a faraway hug. But, but it's because we're still being obedient. We're not being negative or rebellious. I can say, well, we have faith. God, we're not, we're not going to have faith. No, that's not about that. It's about Yes, sir. That's why, that's why churches are, are doing what we're doing. It's not because they're scared. No, they're being, there's another law in operation, submitting. See, there's testings that we're going through. A lot of pastors decide to open church. Well, it's between them and God, but I do know one thing. It's about submitting, too. So lay hands on people in the spirit. Lay hands on people. Amen. A guy that I know bought a brand new truck. And uh, he said, oh, man, I, I got a, my first rock chip. I said, yeah, well. He said, man, I hope I don't jink my truck. You know what I did? I put my hands on his truck. I said, no, don't, don't jink. You're not talking about jink. I'm blessing it in Jesus' name. And I thought about it. He's not a, he, he probably didn't understand what I meant. But he got, he, I tell you what, that truck's not going to have no more rock chips. Now, why did that happen? Because that's, that's, we immediately come out of that devil way of talking, that, that cursing talk, that other messy stuff. We're people of God. Amen. Father, I lift my hands towards you. Lift your hands. I lift my hands towards you. Yes, Lord, I'll use my hands for your glory. Yes, Lord. I'll do it by faith. Yes, Lord. And Lord, when we're over with this social distancing, look out, people. My hands are going to lay hands on people. I'm going the anointing of God going to be strong on me during this process of waiting. I'm increasing the knowledge. Oh, it, I, I, it's a pause moment. It's a moment of, of anointing. 
I'm depending on you, God. I'm fueling myself up while I'm being social distancing from people. I'm fueling myself up with the Holy Ghost. I'm getting full of the Holy Ghost during this time. Come on, church. Don't take advantage. Don't, don't, don't mess up during this time. Don't get caught up watching all these soap operas as junk that's out there. As a, as a stomach turns, as our pastor say. As a stomach turns. <laughs> Is that still on? I don't know. Amen. Come on, church. Don't get caught up in that mess. You know, well, there's a lot of good things on TV during the day. No, 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 no. Don't get caught up in that mess. Spend time worshiping the Lord. It, it'll be to your benefit. I'm, I know what I'm talking about. So, 50th, 40 days that Pastor Routine talked about Jesus walked on earth, and then 10 days after his ascension. It's 50, and we're going to celebrate it. Pentecost. Amen. Did you get something, church? Hallelujah. We'll finish it. We'll finish it Wednesday. Amen. There's so much here. So much here. But Holy Ghost, thank you for bringing this out to us. We thank you, Father. Amen. All righty. Well, be blessed, church. Be blessed. Have a wonderful week in Jesus. We'll see you again. And, and listen, spread this message out. It'll be on tomorrow. Just share it. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you guys for coming tonight. today. Amen. And then tonight we have prayer. We're going to get together around the altar to pray. There's some things the Holy Spirit's been talking to me about, but we're going to pray tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I just keep feeling something is going to happen to us during this time. To us during this time. That means you that are watching too, you're part of us. Something's happening. Hallelujah. Amen. And so uh, don't, don't get caught up. You remember um, we talked about participating. The Holy Spirit had me talk about participating in prayer. That came out of my spirit. Well, that's been speaking. Um, also about being part of what God's doing. Listen, we've never had a situation like this before. This is the first for a lot, for a lot. I mean, I didn't live through the, through the wars. I mean, I was through Vietnam, but that was totally different. But, you know, I know people that lived through the Great Depression where they said it was bad. This, is, this was headed to that point. But thank God. He's turning it around. Amen. Because of the prayers of people like you. Amen. So tonight, let's pray. Let's come and pray. There's some direction that God wants to pray. Pastor Christine said in the economy, that spoke to me about the economy. We need to pray for the economy, for the people. The people of God are going to be blessed. They're going to be touched. I'm not going to be touched by this. But there's people that are going to be affected by the economy. And so we need to pray. Now, this is over with, but the, the ricochet, there's things that are happening. And so we're going to pray against that ricochet so that we don't have to go through all that process. It will bounce back quickly. Quickly, amen. Uh, they, get, they just released that other six point, what is it, 67, 64 billion? The president just signed Friday, what was it? The, sec, uh, the pay, uh, paycheck uh, protection. Uh, another, uh, you know, think about where that money, uh, that, that, off, that money needs to come from. Billions of dollars, billions, amen. And so we need to pray. We need to stand behind our president. And pray for our economy. Amen. Alrighty. God bless you. We'll see you. We love you guys. Remember all together. Jesus is Lord. God bless you folks. We love you. We give you a hug. A, a big hug from far away. Amen. Bye bye folks.